expecting miracles, expecting the glory of God. Amen? Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, turn to Mark chapter 4. Hallelujah. And we've been, since the beginning of the year, we've been talking about living uncommon. And tonight, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to talk about faith-filled words. I'm going to talk about the words of our mouth. Um, you know, um, you say, Pastor, are you one of those name it, claim it people? Yes, I am. Am I one of those blab it, grab it people? Yes, I am. And if you're saved, you should be too. And if, if, you, don't believe, if you don't believe in name it, claim it, or blab it, grab it, then, then really you don't understand that you're, how you got saved. I mean, you, without, without, the, without understanding the power of your words and the connection of faith in your heart and faith in your mouth, you're, you're not saved today. And we'll get into that in just a moment. But in Mark chapter 4, verse 35, it says, On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, Let us go over to the other side of the lake. And leaving the crowd, they took him with him just as he was in the boat in which he was sitting. And other boats were with him. And a furious storm of wind of hurricane proportion arose. And the waves kept beating into the boat so that it had already become full. I, I dealt with this in the first service on Sunday. It says, but he himself was in the stern of the boat asleep on the leather cushion and they awoke him and they said to him, master, do you not care that we're perishing? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto them, said unto it, hush now, be still, be muzzled. And the wind ceased. It sank to rest as if exhausted by its beating. And there was immediately a great calm and a perfect peacefulness. He said to them, why are you so timid and fearful? How is it that you have no faith, no firmly relying trust? And they were filled with great awe and feared exceedingly and said one to another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? So the, 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 the wind and the sea obeyed him. Obeyed him in what way? Had to be his words. He, he told them, he said, why is it that you're so fearful? Why is it that you're so full of fear? And why is it that you have no faith? So fear was the most prominent thing that was in their heart. And it was being released. Their fear was being released through words. Just as much as your fear is released through words, your faith will be released through words. Now, it's interesting that I don't really think they were going to Jesus to get Jesus to really calm the storm. Because if that was the case, then why would they have even asked the question, why would even the, the, the waves and the wind obey him? So really, technically, they weren't going to Jesus to really for Jesus to do something. They just wanted to talk about the fact that you don't care about us. Now think about it. If you really think about it, they weren't going to Jesus to really, they had no clue what Jesus was really going to do because, because if they really said, well, okay, he's going to get up and he's going to say, peace be still. And then it's going to be still. No, that was the farthest from their thinking. How do I know that? Because what they said, how is it that even the winds and the sea obey him? 
So they really weren't even out for even Jesus calming the storm necessarily. They were out for complaining to Jesus. They were what? Releasing their fear. Their fear was being released in the statement of, you don't care about me. Why would I say that? Why? Because what does 1 John tell us? Perfect love does what? Perfect love casts out fear. So the thing is, is because of the fact that they, they didn't understand God's love, therefore fear was the very thing that was taking root within their hearts. So they, re, they, weren't, they didn't know that what Jesus was going to do. So I have a lot to, you know, they went to Jesus to get Jesus to calm the storm. No, they went to Jesus to complain. Because they, they had no clue on what was going to happen or what was going to take place. Faith. First, first John chapter five, verse one says, whosoever believes, believes, has faith that Jesus is the Christ and is born of God. If we get into verse four, whatsoever is born of God. We just established who are those that's born of God? Those that believe that Jesus is the Christ, Right. Have you believed that Jesus is the Christ? Amen. Amen. And that lets me know that I'm born of God. And then it says, whosoever is born of God overcomes the world. And the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. See, you have Jesus placed... Romans chapter 12, verse 3, that we have all been given the measure of faith. He didn't say he gave us a measure because if he, it, he, he gave us a measure, then that means you could have got a different measure than she got. And you could have got a different measure because it's a measure. It's just a measure. But when you talk about the measure, now you're talking about a set portion. It's the measure of faith. I believe that when, when we had and made Jesus the Lord of our life, there was the seed. Um, Lord. Okay, another scripture. Uh, I think it's Galatians 2.20. I am crucified with Christ, right? Nevertheless, not I that lives. But it's Christ that lives within me. And the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. So, so now it's not even dealing with natural faith here, but it's the faith that I receive from Jesus. Does that make sense? Paul's saying, I'm crucified with the Christ. I'm not even living on my own faith. I'm living with supernatural faith. I'm living with something that came from him. So when we go through storms, too often we speak of our problem, we declare our problem, and we talk of our problem. See, as the disciples meditated upon the problem, they ran to Jesus to declare to them that they perish. See, all they could think of was perish. That's all they could think of. That's, that was the only thing in their thinking. It's over. We're going to die. We're going to kick the bucket. We're going to, this is it. <laughs> what did Sanford and Son say? <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> 
I was like, see, I'm not that, I'm not that young. <laughs> She's like, who is Sanford and Son? I watch reruns, okay? <laughs> uh, this is the big one. No. <laughs> but all they could think of was perish. And because all they could think of perish is that's the only thing that they could speak. So when all we do is talk about our problem, if all we do is talk about the fruit of our children's decisions, if all we do is meditate on all the things that we could have done different, if all we do is meditate on what's not in the bank account and why there's not this in the bank account or what this person did and, and we rehearse the offense or we rehearse the hurt, And we rehearse whatever it could be as we meditate upon the trouble. What happens is the only thing that we can receive all the only thing that we can speak is the trouble. Look at Romans chapter 10. I like Wednesdays because I can just teach. Not that I don't on Sundays, but I feel like I have a little more time. Love the word of God. Uh, If you don't have a a love for the word of God, ask the Lord for a a heart for the word, a love for the word of God. Man, love the word. It's life and health. Romans chapter 10, for the sake of time, let's look at verse 8. It says, but what say, uh, we got to read verse 6, sorry. But the righteousness which is of faith speaks on this wise. The righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. So faith doesn't know anything else but to do but to speak. Most of the time I can tell when I'm not in faith because I'm not speaking. Because if you're in faith, you will speak. When you're in fear, you will speak. It's not something you have to work yourself up to do. It's something that's just automatic. When you know that you know that you know that you know that you know, you speak it. Why, why, why would I, why as your pastor I would say that? Because, because I know humanity, when, when we know that we know that we know or we think that we think that we think that we're right, we're going to tell somebody we're right. You're going to tell your spouse how right you are. Why? Because you, you, you have this, this belief on the inside of you that what you think is, is right. And because what you're thinking is the reason why you spoke up in the first place. These are, this is principles of faith. And, and, and most of the time we look at faith as some sort of formula like two plus two equals four. And if I just do these particular steps and, and I say abracadabra and I do this, then, then all of a sudden things are going to work. No, faith is birthed out of a personal relationship with God himself and the word of God, the word of God. It's a, it's, it's, it's the word of God. And, and, and when you get to a place of faith, you don't have to talk yourself into speaking something. Because faith will speak and fear will speak. 
But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. Say not in your heart who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from the dead, from above. Or who shall descend in the deep, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is nigh thee, even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. So Paul was a word of faith preacher. Faith is in in your heart and in your mouth. If you're not speaking it, it's because you don't believe it. Faith is in two places, in your heart and your mouth. Verse 9, that if thou shalt confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So if you don't believe in blab it and grab it, if you don't believe it, then you don't believe in the ways and means to the only way of salvation. Faith is where? In my heart, in my mouth. Confess with my heart, mouth and believe in my heart and I should be saved. So my salvation, my born again experience is based on believing and speaking. So how come Christianity overall has a hard time with, with believing and speaking? Because you wouldn't be saved without it. Thank you for those amens, a couple of them. Verse 10, for with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed, for there's no difference between the Jew or the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the very root, simple principles of how salvation comes. It's believing in my heart and it's confessing with my mouth. Let's go to Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12. I say thank God for the word. If it wasn't for the word, I would have nothing to say. (laughs) And I think some preachers need to get a hold of that. (laughs) Anyway, Matthew chapter 12, verse, um, thank you, Father. Uh, 33, either make the tree good and his fruit good. Or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by his fruit. And then it goes right into this. O generation of vipers. How can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of your heart the mouth speaketh. Now think about it. He connects this whole understanding with a... Either make the tree good and his fruit good or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt for a tree will be known by his fruit. And then immediately goes in and it talks about for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. 
So let me, let me encourage you. How do I know if you're a, a, a good tree or a, a bad tree, a corrupt tree on the fruit? And how can I tell? Because what's coming out of your mouth. Because what's in your heart will come out of your mouth. It, it's, you, can, it, you, you can try to fake it for a little while. You can try to fake it in front of, in front of all the right people. But bottom line, when, when push comes to shove and you get squeezed by the enemy, we are going to see what's on the inside of you. And so you, I can tell what kind of tree I am by the fruit of what I'm speaking and what I'm saying. Is love coming out of my mouth or hate coming out of my mouth? Is fear coming out of my mouth or is faith coming out of my mouth? Am I, in, is encouragement coming out of my mouth or is condemnation coming out of my mouth? But it's going to all dependent on what's on the inside of me. What's on the inside of me? Is it, is it fear or is it faith? Is it faith in God's ability or is it my doubt in his ability? Verse 35 says, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasurer's heart brings forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof on the day of judgment. Whoa. Ouch. Every idle word. So how important are your words? How important are the words that you're speaking? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Then the next verse says, For by your words you shall be justified, and by your words you should be condemned. Wow. My words. But yet in the society we live in, that I have free speech. I can just say whatever I want to say. I can write whatever I want to write. I have free speech. Well, by your words, you'll be justified and by your words, you'll be condemned. We can, we can, I could take the time to break down each of these words, but um, by your words, you can be free or by your words, you can be bound. Your words, your words are important. What you speak can bring forth fruit in someone's life. You know, uh, James puts it this way, and this is definitely not going to be an all-encompassing teaching on words, but James puts it this way, how can, how can you know, sweet water and bitter flow from the same fountain? And talks about how our mouth is like the rudder of a ship. Wow. Where are you sailing? Where, 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 are, you, where are you headed? This. Your words. Faith-filled words. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I still want to get ahead of myself. Thank you, Lord. The Bible says, out of your heart you will speak. Your heart will speak what you are filled with. Proverbs says, out of the heart flows the issues of life. One translation says, the forces of life. Whatever is in your heart will come out. If something upsets you, it's because you have an idea or an image down on the inside of you of what it should be. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let's go to Matthew 17. So faith is in our heart and in our mouth. You're, um, thank you, Lord. Now, Dr. Sell wrote a book. Um, the first one he wrote, well, wasn't his, first, his first book was Established Heart. It's an amazing book. Um, but then one of the most popular ones sold the most copies if Satan can't steal your good, steal your joy, can't keep your goods. But there's another one that he did, and I don't think it's in print anymore, and it's this. He goes, if Satan, Satan can't steal your dreams, he can't steal your destiny. And I don't think that's a, a book that's in print anymore. And um, it was actually taken from several, several is it still in print? It is? Um, but one thing he deals with that, because he took several, they took several series to make that series, and they all had to do with seizing your God-given opportunities and, and possessing what God has, um, you know, given you. And one thing that Dr. I love how he made it so simple and he talks about our heart is like a canvas of a painter. It's just like a blank canvas. And whatever you're giving heed to, whatever you're listening to is the very thing that's painting on that canvas. And whatever that canvas is on that canvas is going to be ultimately the direction that you go within your life. And it's the same thing is really what it comes down to our words. What you're filling your heart with is, is, is filling your, whatever you're putting in you is filling your heart and you will speak it. You will speak it. And as you speak it, then it will start framing your future. What you're, what you're, what you put into your heart is be, it would be what you eventually start speaking, what you start believing, what you start believing, you start speaking, what you, you start speaking, all of a sudden it starts changing behaviors, then it starts changing your direction. All because of what you're putting in here and here. But whatever you're filling your heart with is what's going to come out of your mouth. Matthew chapter 17. Thank you, Lord. And Jesus said to them, this is verse 20. And Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say it to you, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say. If you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you're going to say something. Remember, it's, it's when something's in your heart in abundance, you're going to speak it. You're going to say it. Mark chapter 11 you know, version of this, verses 22, 23, 24, and 25. Have the God kind of faith. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and to be cast in the sea and shall not doubt in his heart. You see, you see, when you come to a place of faith and you get the word in your heart, you are going to speak it. It's just like those disciples, they had fear in their heart. And because of that, don't you care that we perish? Faith-filled words. Realize that your words carry power. Realize that your words are vehicles and they carry either faith or fear. Your words are vehicles and they carry faith or fear. They carry freedom or bondage. And you say, well, how do you know that? Think back to, I mean, we all have things where we can remember a moment that someone said something to us that marked us. 
whether good or, or, or negative. And you can think back and you can hear the tone of their voice. You can hear that. And why? It was someone's word spoken over us and it's something that may have marked our hearts. Maybe good or bad. Your words carry power. They're vehicles. My hands are the carriers of the strength in my arms. You know, if, if, I'm, if I'm lifting weights and I'm doing dumbbell curls, well, I'm ultimately, I'm trying to strengthen my bicep, right? But I don't lift the weights with my bicep. That would look weird. I mean, so, so, so my hands are carrying the strength to my arms. And it's the same thing with words. Words are the carriers of my faith. Words are the carriers of the fear of my heart. Words are carriers. And they're, they, are, they are ultimately, you're releasing deposits of what's in your heart. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 11. See, God, he doesn't ask us to live any different than he lives. God doesn't ask us to live any different than he, 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 we serve a faith God. And that's why I believe Mark chapter says, have the God kind of faith or have faith in God. God how, did, how did God create everything that we see? Believing and speaking, yes. believing and speaking. And God said, let there be light. And God said, and God said, let the firmament above the firmament be established. Let the, you know, let, you know, let, let us make man in our image. Everything, everything he did, he, he used belief and he used, he used faith and he used words. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, by it what? By faith the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed. Framed. You ever seen someone frame in a house? Through faith, we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God. So just as we would see a house built, the worlds, the world was framed by the word of God. And we know how did he release the word? He spoke. And then it says this, by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. I mean, how did he, how did he operate and how did he operate with Abraham? Think about it. He, here he calls him, he, first he's called Abram and then he, and he said, well, let's call him Abraham. And he's calling him the father of many nations, but yet he has no children. But yet, if we get to Romans chapter 4, verse 17, we see exactly, it said, And God hath called those things that be not as though they were, as though they are. Goes on to say, Abraham, he said he didn't consider the deadness of Sarah's womb or, the, or, or his age, but he was strengthened in faith as he gave praise and glory to God. 
But you got to read the beginning there. It said, it, it said, he called those things that be not as though they are, as though they are, as though they are. So here, God was calling Abraham. He's, he's calling him father of many nations and he, yet he had no children. So God was speaking something over a man that had no children. But yet it said he called him Abraham. Father of many. So every time he called Abraham, he said, father of many nations, come here. 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 He's like, the only one that I even have in my household is, is Eliezer and he's a servant. I mean, I can go on and on and, and, and talk about God's releasing faithful words. I mean, even from the very beginning when Adam and Eve fell in the garden and he, he goes to the serpent and he, and he curses the serpent and said, there's one coming. There's one coming. Faith in your heart and faith in your mouth. We have to have faith-filled words. All right, now I think I've built a good enough foundation. <laughs> I'll, let me close with this. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Getting something out of this tonight. So if when someone calls you name it and claim it, you know, you say, well, hey, God did too. So yes, I've received my salvation. Thank you very much. Hmm. What did I tell you, 2 Corinthians? Chapter 4. Thank you, Father. Lord, help me communicate this. Oh, thank you, Lord. Let's look at verse 6. For God who commanded... The light to shine out of darkness. Now the word commanded. You you don't. You know Joseph. You were in the military. When there was a command. There was no silent commands. Were there? I mean. You know. A king. You know. King would make a decree. And they would take someone. And they would unroll a scroll. And they would have someone. That would decree. What the king. Had declared. You know. You can't. You can't make silent commands. There's no, okay, let me think it loud enough and they're going to get it. No, God commanded light to shine out of darkness. He had to speak it. God who commanded light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. But we have this treasure in an earthen vessel that the excellence and the power may be of God and not of us. We're troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We're perplexed, but, it, but not in despair. We're persecuted, but we're not forsaken. We're cast down, but we're not destroyed. Now let's look at verse 13. We have the same spirit of faith. Now we see faith is a spirit and we having the same spirit of faith. 
Now, he's, he's got to be talking about God here because he's referring to, in context of what God did, he commanded light to shine out of darkness. So he's taking God's command and now saying, and we have the same spirit of faith. Right? Do you see that? So sometimes we can read scriptures and it can, and it can be kind of heavy or it's like, whoa, you really meant that for me? And we've been given the same spirit of faith according as it is written, I have believed and there have I therefore and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Now this is actually written from this is actually a from Psalms one sixteen. And I don't have time to, to communicate what was in reference to that about Jesus coming and, and so forth. But, but understanding this, that we have the same spirit of faith as is written, I believe, therefore have I spoken. I believe, therefore have I spoken. Okay, there's, a, there's this black step right here, this black carpeted step right here. And let me look at this as a bridge. All right, just, just picture in this mind as a bridge and we're going over, we're going over trouble, so to speak. And, I, and I'm wanting to go from one side of this bridge to the other side of this bridge. And I, I want us to look at this just for a moment from this, this phrase, I believe, therefore have I spoken. We believe, therefore we speak. I, in my life, In my growing in this life of faith, let me put it this way. I believe, therefore, have I spoken for me personally. I think I've crossed the bridge, therefore, too quickly. I start speaking, but yet I truly don't believe. Now, there's nothing wrong with that because that's part of meditation, we have to come from a place where we, we don't just speak confirming words, but we speak commanding words. Can I say that again? Too often, we speak confirming words instead of commanding words. What do I mean by that? Disciples coming to Jesus. And they say, hey, there's a storm. Don't you care that we perish? You know, we didn't, what we didn't see happen, Jesus get up and said, wow, it is windy out here. Wow, I haven't seen waves like that. No, not in Israel. <laughs> confirming, the word confirming means words that support or establish the certainty of something. So most of the time in our life, we're, we're so busy confirming the situation. Our world is constantly confirming what's happening in the world. Now, I don't, there's, now hear me, because there is meditation upon the word. You know, meditate the word day and night, right? Mutter, to, to chew, to, to meditate, bring it up, to speak softly to. That's what the word meditate means. It means to say to yourself softly. Meditation isn't like, mm, that's not meditation. 
Meditation scripturally is meditating upon a particular fact like God shall supply all. God will supply all, all, everything, all of my need. Yeah, yeah, my financial needs, my physical needs, my and, 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 and that's, that's, that's scriptural meditating the word. It's, it means to say to yourself. It's not, it's not okay, let me get my, my 300 scriptures and just say them really fast, really quick, and, and say, okay, in, in Jesus' name. So what, what I've seen, and I'm just speaking personally, it's like, I believe, therefore have I spoken. Meaning, I've crossed the bridge Therefore, too quickly, I've got to get to this place where I meditated upon the word enough where it comes to a place where it's undeniable. It's it's not going to be taken from me. This is mine. It's my scriptural rights. It's my covenant's rights. It's what Jesus said in the word. It's what's mine. It's what God's promised. It's what the spirit of God had told me. It's what the prophet said. It's what the word said. And and so I'm and I'm not just I'm not just saying things out of here, but there's something I'm giving birth to something. When when Creflo Dollar had um, had leukemia, had cancer in and he kept telling people, and uh, he, he would say, you know, he would look at it as, as building his faith as lifting weights. And, and he would say, people would say, say, you know, you know, I'm working, he'd say, I'm working on something. I'm working on, just like someone's building their chest muscle, I'm working on something. I'm working on something. And people would say, hey, hey, Creflo, I'm, 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 sta- I'm, I'm standing in faith. He goes, well, what scripture are you standing on? Well, I don't know. I'm just standing in faith. Well, you're not in faith. Because faith is going to be established out of the word of God. And so he got to the place where, where he is working on something. I'm, I'm meditating the word. I'm working on something. And, and so, so con- those confirming words are great. But too often we live in a society where, where we confirm what our circumstances look like. I believe, therefore, have I spoken. We believe and therefore we speak. This is what the spirit of faith does. The spirit of faith believes and the spirit of faith speaks. Uh, I I mean, I've I've tried to have people talk about that words aren't powerful or faith and words and and word of faith people are this or that. I'm like, wait a minute. This, this This is how God lives. I don't know about you, but I want to live like God lives. How about you? Confirming words are words of meditation. Commanding words, the words that are from a place of confidence that carry authority. What is coming out of your mouth in the middle of the storm? Is it your freedom or is it your bondage? Is it your promise or is it your problem? What's coming out of your mouth? The word, the word, the word. Like I said, I'm not belittling reading scriptures on healing. Trust me, I'm not. But I'm just saying, saying it's, it's getting the word on the inside of you to all of a sudden there's this light bulb that goes off that, wow, wow, it's mine. It, it's mine. It's, I know that I know that I know. I know, I know, I know that it's mine. It's, 
the, the word, the word all of a sudden has produced something on the inside of me. And, and it's all of a sudden now you enter into this place where you don't have to talk yourself in to believing. It's just like, I, I believe. And because I believe I speak is not something I have to work up. It's not something, it is not something that I have to try to generate. It's just, there's just this overflow on the inside of me. The word of God is so full on the inside of me. And I have such a, I just have a, such a knowing on, on the inside of me that it's going, it, it, it's coming to pass. It's coming to pass. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Lord, we thank you for your word. Thank you for your word. Thank you, Father, that we wouldn't look at this word, the word of God. We wouldn't look at a life of faith as some sort of religion or a denomination or a or a um, a formula, so to speak. But we'd we'd see it as a living, breathing, communing relationship with you, and that our faith. In, in you and our faith in the word is birthed out of personal relationship. That Jesus could stand up and say, peace, be still. He could command peace. Because he believed and because he believed he spoke. Thank you, Father. I thank you for building a life of faith down on the inside of each one of us. Thank you, Father, that each one of us, that we have unshakable faith. We have unshakable faith because we serve an unchangeable God. That we have unshakable faith because we serve a God that doesn't lie. We have unshakable faith because we have a God that always keeps covenant. We have unshakable faith. Holy Spirit. Be our reminder when we leave here tonight. Holy Spirit. Show us what's in our heart. Reveal to us what's in our heart. Show us what things we need to meditate upon. And Lord, put a guard over our mouths. That we would only speak your word in situations. Thank you, Father. That we would see how vital what's in our heart. How vital is the faith in our heart and the words in our mouth. I thank you for causing us to come up higher to another level in this life of faith, in this journey of faith. Ultimately, it's this relationship with you. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Do you receive this word tonight? Amen. 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 Amen.